Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Victoria Tate. Yes, we do. And it is so great. And y'all, we're doing something new um, for the next three to four weeks. Uh, one of our guests had a little bit of a scheduling issue, but we think we're going to get be able to work it out. But we're going to talk to newer authors, like not authors that have been doing this for years, and but that have been publishing for at least a year. Um, yeah, a couple of years, of them even less, you know, because yeah. they they're doing a pin name sort of thing. So um, it the, we've done two interviews and they've been great. And so I think you're going to really love it. And um, yeah, because com- you do get a different perspective yes. from newer authors. Yeah, yeah I was going to say it's going to be a different perspective. And we talked to right. them like about some of those new author questions like mm-hmm. how did you find your editor and cover designer right. and how right. long did it take you to write your first book and it's mm-hmm. just a completely different perspective than somebody who's been doing this for 10 years because yeah. you know when you're new there are different challenges now than there were even when even Jamie when started I published for four years four and a half yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so so it'll, it'll I think it'll be really interesting and so we start off with Victoria and um, she talks about how she's been focusing on um, her email building her email list and how she wrote one series, but she's pivoted to another Mm -hmm. and how she's, you know, just really um, trying to publish on a shoestring now, whereas before maybe she spent some uh, higher dollar amount and now she's going a little bit more, um, what would you call it? Economical. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. just different ways to publish. And it's been, it was really interesting to talk to her. Mm -hmm. I think y'all really enjoy it. Yeah, she's uh, using some Dean Wesley Smith techniques, which, you know, are are publishing on a shoestring budget. And that is one way to do it. So um, that she talks about that in here. So what's been going on with you, Sarah? Uh, this week has been interesting. I've had like three doctor's appointments in the last oh, week and a half, but nothing bad. But it's mm-hmm. just you know, that takes time. And I'm very yes. much in a routine person. I love my routine. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard to get back into, it's hard for me to get things done when I'm got all these other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but I have made a little progress on my book. Um, I did a clubhouse thing today with, uh, we're recording this on what is today, the 14th of October. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's Thursday. And I did a clubhouse uh, room with Ricardo from Renzi and Dan uh, from Draft Digital. And we talked about Mm -hmm. translations and that was really interesting. Um, yeah, that we talked about like covers and, you mm-hmm. know, just different, um, like how you get started how you keep track of everything. And right. Yeah. So it was very good. So we did that. That was lots of fun. And I am making progress in the translations. The thing I said was that it's taken a lot more time than I realized it would. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost to the point where I'm ready to launch the first one. Mm-hmm. And I just have to get all my things together so I can start uploading it. So yeah. Yay. I feel like it's yes. been like a long process. It, yeah, I think it has. But I mean, it feels like it has to me and I'm not doing it. So there you go. <laughs> well, it feels the same way to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what about you? What have you been doing? Um, well, I am still working on my talk for 20 books. Sarah and I got together and talked about it a little bit. And um, then this week has been my youngest grandson's birthday. So I don't know if you all remember last year when I was in Dallas for seven weeks waiting for this baby <laughs> to come. And he, you know, seven, seven weeks later, the, he came. The drama. Yes. And, you know, we had, we laughed and said that, you know, we had, we knew he was coming. We just, any day he was coming, he was coming. And then when he came, because he was born at home, we had nothing there. Like nothing. We had no wipes. We had no thermometer. We didn't have, it was hilarious anyway, but that's been fun this week. Just kind of reliving that. And, um, I've, I've kind of been taking it easy. I still haven't started writing. I am taking a little break. Um, and I've just been refilling the well. I've watched a lot of great TV. I watched the forest on Netflix. It's a French show Mm. and it's a French mystery. It's so good. 
I watched it down Squid, right now. Yes, I watched Squid Games, which I thought I, I mean, it's super, super, super violent, but it's such a good story. I mean, I was so surprised. My nephew just said, you have to watch it, Aunt Jay. You have to watch it. So I thought, okay, I'll watch it because he and I talk movies a lot and it was really great. Um, but the biggest, the best thing I've done this week as far as entertainment is I listened to the three books in Charlene Harris's Gunny Rose series. And it's urban fantasy, but it's a weird, and I love urban fantasy, but it's a little bit of a weird take. There is magic. She, but she's a gunslinger. I mean, she's a, she's a gunning. She's a gun, gun um, slinger and she's a hired gun. And it was so good. Like I've had a little bit of a book hangover after there are only three <laughs> yeah. in the series. And I think the series is done, but um, it was just so good. So, so good. And so I've really enjoyed that. So in, in not thinking about writing and doing some things that fill my creative well, I actually think I'm going to go buy some knitting needles and some oh yarn today because I do knit a little, mostly I can only knit a straight line. So you know, scarves are about all I can make. And, um, but I've been wanting to knit. So I think I'm going to get that um, and just do that. But the plan is to start writing in the next week or so. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, you know, the uh, kind of the structure of my book and stuff, but as far as actually putting words down, I haven't done it, but yeah, I just needed to fill my well and, and yeah. I have this week and last week. So it's been good. Well, I, I'm so impressed you're a knitter. I did not know that about you. Yeah, well, I'm not. Don't be but, too impressed. Well, you can knit. That's more than I can do. I have zero talent when it comes to I, those things. I had some knitting needles and some yarn, but I remembered that I threw them out <laughs> about a year and a half ago because they were taking up space in my closet. And I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And now I'm like, my hands, I just want to knit. And so, That's yeah. hilarious. I thought you were going to say you got so frustrated you threw them away. No, or used them as a weapon, but no. I yes. <laughs> Many mystery novels have knitting needles. Exactly. So, exactly. so well, that we, was, yes. Go oh, I was going to say that was, that's funny that you watched the French show. I've written that one down because I'm still down the rabbit hole of my French mm-hmm. TV shows. So mm-hmm. I'm watching um, uh, Astrid is excellent. Astrid, yeah. And um, there's one it. called the little murders of Agatha Christie, which is, it took me a little while to get into it, but now I'm into season two and I'm in and I, it's just really well done. It's really good. So good French TV out there. And, what, um, um, what, what channel is it? I mean, what uh, it's streaming? on, um, I believe it's through PBS, I believe masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that's right. You tell me. And then of course there was Ted Lasso, the season yes. finale of Ted Lasso, Nate, the snake and spoiler. Um, yeah, well, um, but it was so good. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. And there was one other thing I was going to say that, oh, only murders in the building. Yes, Hulu. I've got to catch up on that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it started out kind of slow mm-hmm. for me. And I was, but I hung with it because, you know, I'm like, surely these three great actors, you know, mm-hmm. and comedians can make the it, it every episode just gets better and better for me. It's so yeah. good. And um, my favorite line from the whole season, I might have already said this was, we're bringing steam, a morning turkey. Yeah, that's my favorite line. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny. And um, so there's one more episode yeah. this season. So. Yeah, I think that one it's, I'm used to watching mysteries that are episodic. And so yes. you get the whole mystery went in one episode and this is yeah, drawn no, out. Was, yes. And so it's totally different. It's very deal to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's the whole podcast thing, which, you yes, know, of course, I'm you totally love. Into. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, so before we go to the episode, we should do a question of the week. Yes. Let's do that. All right. So and what should that be? <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw it back to you, Jamie. <laughs> oh. um, tell us what you've done to build your newsletter. Perfect. Yeah. That Tell us great. some things you've and done to build how your did newsletter. You, and how did you start? What did you yeah. to yeah. get your newsletter started? Because that yeah, like, can be how did really you go hard. from zero to 20 people from 20 people to, you know, right. or something like that? Yeah. Because yeah. I just feel like that that's, 
we're all doing different things sometimes, and then we're all doing the same thing. So somebody may have a new idea. Yeah. So you can answer in the Facebook group, which I know then mm-hmm. for writers, and it's you just have to, if you're not in there, you just answer a couple of questions. They're super easy. We'll let you yep. in and we'll see everybody there. Sarah and I from Houston. <laughs> just yeah. in case you need to know that. <laughs> All right. All right well, well, here is Victoria. Yep. This week, we're really happy to have Victoria Tate with us. Hi, Victoria. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Good to good to be with you guys. Hi, Victoria. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. Let me read your bio and we'll get into the questions. Victoria Tate is the author of the enchanting Kenya Kanga mystery series. She's drawn an eight years experience living in rural Kenya with her family to write vivid and evocative books. Our silver-haired sleuth, Mama Rose Hardy, has been described as Agatha Christie's Miss Marple, reincarnated and living in Kenya. Victoria left Kenya to follow the beat of the drum and support her military husband. They currently live in Sarajevo in Bosnia. Despite the added difficulties of traveling and moving during the pandemic, she's fascinated by living in different places, meeting new people, and immersing herself in diverse cultures. So we're so excited to have you. We're glad to have you. So tell us how you got into writing, Victoria. Um, unlike most people, I had no no wish to write, hadn't even thought about it before January 2019. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Jamie got the same. But yep. I was sitting in a house in uh, military quarters back in the UK, having left Kenya with hardly any furniture because I'd either sold it or it was on a boat somewhere coming from Africa and thinking, what am I going to do with my life? We're moving to Bosnia uh, for three years. Then I don't know where. I can't set up a physical business because you just don't have time on postings. And actually, it's really difficult to get jobs because you don't speak the lingo and because of local employment rules. So I sort of thought, what do I do? I'm not quite sure how I came across it, but I came across Joanna Penn's podcast. That was Mm -hmm. the first thing that I Mm -hmm. did. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, and, uh, And having just done these strengths, uh, uh, test mm-hmm. from uh, following the podcast that you had recently. I'm very much a learner and an activator, so it's like, oh, I like this, I like the sound of this. So, yeah. so I went up, and, and every guest that Joanna had, I then um, went and read their books, and I learned more about it. And I thought, oh, this is something that I I can do remotely whilst traveling around and supporting my husband, and also right. looking for the family and being flexible. That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I can certainly identify with that because my husband was in the military and I don't know what they call uh, spouses in the UK, but in the US, they say you're a trailing spouse. So like they are sent somewhere and then you're, it sounds awful. It sounds like you're just barely dragging along, able to go with them, but you can't, it's really difficult to find work. And I found too, that writing is something that can be done anywhere and it, it was what I focused on too, because it's just very difficult to have a continual employment every time you move. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it's all right if you have already have a skill. My skills were firstly in the construction industry. And then and then in Kenya, I set up a farm shop. So it's not easily transferable. And I need to have something that to get up in the morning and, and to go and to go and do something which is achieve, you know, I feel like I've achieved something. Um, and I you know I'm not I'm not into social spending time on social media or, or just whiling away my time or, or going shopping. So I, I needed something with purpose. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I'm glad you found writing. Mm-hmm. So tell us how how long did it take you to write your first book? And so tell that us was about January that. When I, yeah, well, January when I thought about it. Um, and then I did things like I found your course on Cozy Mysteries <laughs> and I read your book. And, and I knew because I, I liked, you know, I originally read Agatha Christie. I liked N.C. Beaton. And I thought this mm-hmm. is probably a genre I can write in because I, I don't know a lot about forensic or police procedural. And you don't mm-hmm. need to with, with Cozy Mysteries. You mm-hmm. just need to be quite organised. Mm-hmm. and you can structure it around the mystery so then you can bring the other components together so right. I think I, I planned it whilst on holiday on a Scottish island in the rain in April and I started writing in May and I must have written the first bit about mm, three times the first sort of 5,000 words and then I think I got to about 30,000 words and thought I don't really know what I'm doing because mm-hmm. you know I haven't got anyone to help me and I bumped into a children's author at a um, at a book fair down in Devon when we were on a holiday in the summer. And she told me about um, a charity in the UK called Arvin who helped writers. And back in the day, they did residential courses. Wow. Oh, wow. 
And there was a residential course for fiction, for for crime fiction writing. Mm-hmm. So I went Perfect. on that, um, which was which was brilliant. And I learned two things, two really important things from that. One was voice. So it's very much about the camera sitting in the sky on your shoulder or in your head to help mm-hmm. me bring. I think probably I hadn't sort of my books weren't personal enough. There wasn't enough in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second was it's never too early to get an editor. So yes. if I didn't want to go to writing groups because most of mine were sort of, you know, in the evening, I was too tired or whatever, or there weren't any locally. So um, so I did. I found an editor and she helped me with the first couple of scenes, the first 5,000 words, the first 15,000 words, and then I was away. And once we'd done that, I just wrote the next one. I wrote 60,000 and I finished just before Christmas in 2019. Wow. That's wow, amazing. That's wonderful. That yeah. is so great. Yes. Awesome initiative, yeah. I floundered for a lot longer than that. So that's really great. So when you, like while you were writing it, had you thought of a marketing plan? I mean, did you really think you were going to publish it? Or was it just something you wrote and thought, I'll do something, you know? I mean, how serious were you about publishing? And then if you were, had you thought of a marketing plan? I was definitely serious about publishing, but mm-hmm. I wanted to have the right product first. And my right. my first phase, my first thought about the, the the marketing plan was I had to have more than one book. Great. Mm-hmm. And so I initially thought I need to have three books. So I actually right. I, I finished that book and I edited my first book in the January and I sent it to my editor and then I parked it. Um, because I, I knew that my writing was not perfect. So I mm-hmm. wanted to write three books so that mm-hmm. I could come back to the first book and make yeah, sure fix it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That is really smart. Um, and and then I, so the second thing I then did, well, when did you start your podcast? Was that 20, um, 2020, February? 2020, February 2020, yeah. So I remember one of the first, that was just sort of as I'd finished that book, had been, was I was finishing editing that first book when you started your podcast. And one of the first things oh, you really? said, Jamie, was to get your mailing list going and get it going early. Uh-huh. Um, so and so I, I remembered that and then I got Mark Dawson's 101 course which I think is brilliant for for newbie writers because yep. it really you through, it walks you through front matter back matter some of the basic marketing strategies even if you do or you don't want to do ads it was just a really good walk through and so right because I, there's so much more to marketing than ads I mean that's yeah. front matter back matter that's marketing and I still use Mark's model for my back matter in my books I mean you know I just do and and my uh, automation system so yeah I think that's really smart um yeah I mean I did make one mistake because I didn't I didn't link when I eventually got it. I didn't put the, the the link for the next book in my first book. So mm. when I launched my first book, I hadn't got the pre-order up. And that's something yeah. I've learned now. Because I know some people say, oh, on Amazon, you shouldn't put a pre-order up too early. But um, but if you if you do, and people, of course, people like your book, they're going to buy your book when they read the, the last one, they're going to get mm-hmm. the next one. So I've yeah. certainly found now that that helps by having that link through because I get more pre-orders. Right. Yeah, that's very good. And are you in Kindle Unlimited or are you wide? I, I'm wide with I'm wide because I, I yeah. like the idea of being wide and also because it's an international book. Uh, yeah, very good. I very thought good. it would have international appeal. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly got readers from South Africa in particular mm-hmm. who, who are interested in it. But it is interesting because my when I launched and I launched at 99p I, and 99 cents, I got a, quite a lot of Indian or, um, readers who uh-huh. haven't come back. And I think talking to someone, that's a price point. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a voracious reader in India, I think you're in Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm starting a new series now and I'm contemplating trying it because, you know, hey, what's the worst you can do? You can come out. I don't want to go from wide into Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, it's better to start Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited and then go wide, yeah. Yeah, that's it's smart. easier to go that direction. Yeah. That's so smart. Well, I'm so glad our podcast helped you. That was that's awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's not only that. I mean, I remember because it got to that stage with it. Of course, we went into lockdown, and so mm-hmm. every Wednesday morning, I queued at the supermarket, and I was mm-hmm. so scared to start with about going out and about going shopping. Although the people I met there, we all it was the same group every Wednesday morning. Yeah. Uh, and we got to know each other, but it was, you know, it was your podcast I listened to on the way back while I was putting my shopping out, getting to the house. <laughs> I really remember That's it. so awesome. That's great. Yeah. 
That's terrific. Well, that makes us happy to hear that. So yes. That's great. Because for us, it was a lifesaver for us. Oh, uh, yeah. To be able to talk to people. So it's great to hear the, to, to imagine someone going shopping and listening to it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were all in a, a world, weren't we? I mean, I knew yes. it was the guy at the checkout counter. I saw more of and knew more about his family than I did about my friends. And <laughs> yes. It's anybody. Yeah. It yeah. was just a strange, strange it was time. very strange. Yeah. Exactly. What do you know now that you didn't know when you got started? Oh, well, I mean, I didn't know anything when I got started, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is probably quite good because I had no preconceived conceptions, yes, you know, preconceived yeah. ideas. Um, and I suppose then you know, the first thing we're listening to Joanna Penn is it's like, yes, you can go and do this as an indie because I'm quite a control freak. And I like if I do mm-hmm. something, I like to get it done. You know, I, I couldn't bear waiting a year to get a book out. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So there is there is so there's so much that I that I have uh, that I've learned, you know, one is putting making sure you've got your back matter up to date. I mean, yeah. it's interesting because going to that to that first book, I'm actually re-editing it now. So although it took eight months to write, I it's like eight months plus two years because you know, yes. here I am again. And it's amazing how I can see that I need tidying up because I'm I'm nearly I'm about to publish. In November, I'll publish a sixth book in that series. And then I want to be able to do box sets and things. So I want to make okay. sure the first book, which, you know, does all the work, is, mm-hmm. is as good as it can be to then right. so I can then market the, the whole series. So, so yes. it is interesting because it does see how your writing changes and improves. I think, I think, in fact, I relax more with the writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. to start with, you mm-hmm. think you need to have all these metaphors and similes and all this stuff my kids have been taught at school. And then you yes. think, actually you don't yeah just tell the story yeah tell the story be natural yeah use the voice that comes and and then build on that if you find that that's what people really like if people aren't liking it then find a different voice or 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 create or um, cater your voice more towards the genre I guess but I think that what you've done is really, really smart. And um, so have you marketed at all yet? Or I mean, like ads and stuff. I know you've done some marketing, but yeah, I mean, when I when I first started, so after I wrote the first book, I then wrote my reader magnet, which is what you guys did. And Mm -hmm. then that was, um, I put Facebook ads out to that in Mm -hmm. in May 2020. And of course, Mm -hmm. the great thing was they weren't very expensive. Right. Yeah. So, so it sort of worked and I, I yeah. got quite a lot of people onto my mailing list. So my mailing list was a good size when I started. And then I that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So my marketing efforts have really started from my list upwards. That's what I've realized is mm-hmm. that because when I put links in my in my in the backs of my books and, and to to the reader magnet to start mm-hmm. with, people weren't going back to it. There wasn't getting sign-ups that way, but I get sign-ups through from the reader magnet through to the through to the through to the book and so that's, that's great. what I've concentrated quite a lot on that's um, great and kept doing that um and then I have um I, you know then I threw a bit of spaghetti at the wall as you always do when I went with all the promo sites mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because you know, I kept getting rejected but mm-hmm. actually I couldn't afford to do that now anyway yeah yeah uh, and then I thought right, well I've just got to calm down so um, I think I listened to on a conference. I think it was Clayton Noblet said in one conference was pick one thing and do it for three months. Mm-hmm. So I stood back and I was like, right, okay, I'm going to try Amazon ads. I'm going to go for the the Amazon ad school and to, mm-hmm. to try that. So I think I did the November challenge with Brian Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of did a bit. And then in January, I really picked that up and I really got on and did the ads. And then it coincided in February, the launch of my third book. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, I don't know if you find this a cozy mysteries, but your books, the third book is when people start to really buy because they need mm-hmm. to see that series. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think they want to invest. Yeah. They want to know, especially if you launch and it, there's threads in that first, you know, they're going to hold off a little bit. I think mm-hmm. to make sure that you do actually have more books coming. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why you were saying you like pre-orders and that can help mm-hmm. let people know that there are more books coming. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause I put, I had a pre-order. I think that was the first time I put a pre-order in. So mm-hmm. immediately I got pre-orders through to the fourth book, Right. Yeah. Um, but I definitely saw an increase in sales when I got to that third book, which then, um, although I'm not in Kindle limited, I, I think Amazon, it just, uh, the Amazon ads, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not spending huge amounts of money uh, on it, but I just, it just tootles away. I keep tinkering with it. I keep adding to it, changing my keywords. And I think it just keeps it going at a steady rate, which I can yeah. then build on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very common for authors who are wide. Um, it's not like we have a big, a huge uh, launch or a huge sale. We're not focused on the big incline. It's more like the slow and steady kind of drip marketing, I guess you'd mm-hmm. call it or something like that, where you just keep it going and mm-hmm. keep it rolling and it just keeps going. And since rank doesn't matter as much when you're wide, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think. But, yeah. Yeah. So where did you find your editor and cover designer? So my editor, so as I say, going back to the the, the course I went on and when they said to me, you need to find an editor, <laughs> exactly that, where, where do I go? <laughs> and, and I did look on Reedsy because mm-hmm. um, there are some good there are some good people there and then I actually went back to Joanna Penn's website and she's got a list of editors oh. uh, who um, I'm not sure she necessarily endorses but they're certainly um, um, but anyway I mean I think that they are good editors so I, I went to start, her yeah, yeah. Um, you know she's, she's got so many resources on there mm-hmm. and and I think I found three and submitted to to them and two came back to me mm-hmm. and then I looked at the samples and I went with one one lady from there in, in California and she was she was just brilliant that's um, great that, that was great yeah and cover designer cover designer I I can't remember I did an awful lot of looking around on that um one thing I was bothered about at the beginning was was I think was the idea of royalties and wanting to make sure or that, that I had rights or whatever to my to to use the book covers and I know that with some designers they kept theirs and so if you wanted to make changes I mean I, I don't know I don't think that's been such an issue now <laughs> so um yes yeah, so I found um ebook launch a Dale ebook launch was was just brilliant because mine are illustrated covers of Africa mm. they, they are fantastic but I would say they're also slightly more on the expensive end and I just I'm not selling you know this is one of the great things one of the things I've really had to to learn is um my expenditure was greater than my sales are Mm -hmm. so so yes you can increase sales but actually the first thing you can do is reduce the costs so for my new series because I want to keep on writing for my Mm -hmm. new series I've actually got went uh, when there was one of the sales and I'm stunning book covers and got some pre-mades now that's great Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find great pre-made stuff. Yeah, there. I, I yeah, saw yeah. one and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's a little bit harder with cozies, I think, than some genres to find pre-mades because I don't know why. There's just not as many cozy cover artists. Have you found that? Did you have a hard time when you were looking? Um, I did, but uh, Mariah Sinclair is um, she's a cozy designer. Right. Yeah, putting together. Um, I think she's putting together a directory. It's it's brilliant, and so there's quite mm. a lot of Facebook groups. So uh, okay. I found, yeah, I, I did find some. I was quite surprised, and I really started looking. There was quite a few people who specialised. But what oh, I did realise is that you can get cozy covers, and you get series, and but you can change them, so you don't oh. have to keep the exact image. I thought you right. bought it, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But for a fee, they will say, okay, um, you know, like I need a grandfather clock rather than a mantelpiece clock in right. this one. And it's just right. a matter of you pay however much for the new image and she'll swap it in. So, you mm-hmm. know, that that's great. Still makes it a lot cheaper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted to ask that because yeah. that's something that a lot of people kind of get stuck on with starting out is like, how do you find all these specialists? freelancers mm-hmm. to help you so I think it always helps to hear how people found mm-hmm. their editor and cover designer so thanks for sharing mm-hmm. <laughs> no not, not at all I mean it's interesting uh, I think another another co- I've actually um, just been looking at whether for, for a non-fiction book um, getting a cover done which I thought oh, I'll do it myself but if you want to do print then you that's an, a whole different ball game yeah. and costs costs more um and there's a hundred book covers which jay thorne and um david kindlepreneur have been promoting and that mm-hmm. is a, a their basic package is a hundred bucks for for a cover well that's excellent so that's, that's that that is excellent because mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good yeah yeah mm-hmm. well through all this what's been the biggest surprise to you what's been most unexpected I think it was when I put that novella out there to start with. And, you know, you, you put your books out into the world and, you know, 
I knew not everybody was going to like it. I just hoped somebody would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and people did. And I, to the extent I got some emails, people saying how much they enjoyed my books. And I was, yeah. I was absolutely amazed. <laughs> uh, you know, people had bothered to to, to email me. And, uh, and most of those I still get on with now and actually dedicated my last book to to them. <laughs> and I know one of the ladies went, oh, I'm famous. I mean, you're dedicated. <laughs> that's funny so so that I think for me it's you know I'd like to make a living from it which I'm not yet I'd like to do all this but actually you know just you know when you sit here on your own and you know I'm tapping away my computer in the Mm -hmm. attic and then somebody writes an email or I think this week I had a had a review and it's just like this is fantastic I absolutely loved it Mm -hmm. um it makes it worthwhile and as you guys have said about the podcast it's been a really difficult year. So if we can just bring a bit of a brighter note into somebody's life. Right, exactly. Isn't that good? I mean, how many people can say they do that? Right. Not very many. Not very many. And I I am exactly where you're at, especially with the book launching tomorrow. I'm just like, I'm only, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to focus on the fact that I just want to bring a little happiness and a little laughter into somebody's life. That is really where I'm at right now. So. It's awesome when you get those emails. They kind of make my day. Yeah. So that's great. So uh, what has been the hardest thing and what's been the best thing about this journey of yours? Relatively short journey of yours. Uh, Yeah, I suppose it's less than two years, but Uh I'm not one hanging around. Uh, (laughs) She's an activator. Uh (laughs) Me too. I am too. So yeah. I get it. Yeah. Activator and learner. So, you know, that's it. Yeah. I I think it has been, and it's been the people. So it's it's been the readers coming back saying how much they've enjoyed it. And it's been the the authors, because again, I know I'm I'm in Bosnia. I I don't physically meet other authors. Right. 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 To connect online with with various people has just been it's been great and the support and the community is is fantastic Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest thing was, as I say, I knew. I knew I wasn't going to be in my first book was not going to be a, a, a you know huge seller. I just hoped that by the time I got to the third book, I would be about breaking even and, and I'm not writing totally to genre. So, so it's not right. Um, so I've done, you know, I've done six in the series. I can now bundle them up and I need to look at some different, probably out of the box mm-hmm. marketing for those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was then saying, right, I got to the stage where I know I need to write another series. I think I know how I want to write it but I can't afford, I can't afford to publish it. Mm, mm. I, you know, in the summer of 2020, I was mm-hmm. supposed to have a, a job in an event, in an event management company. Of course that didn't happen. So right, right, right. I had no spare cash. So it's like, right, I've, I've gone through my savings. What do, what do I do now? And, and I think it was when I wrote to Dean Wesley Smith about his, he has a, a course for a, a challenge which is a, the novel writing challenge mm-hmm. which is uh, write a book every two months for a year so you mm-hmm. yes yeah, so you end up with um, six books and I think uh, and, and part of it is you know write the book in the two months and I went I can't do that and then it was and then send me the print cover or a copy of your book in within a month and I went well I can't do that because it's got to go mm-hmm. to an editor and mm-hmm. I've got a yeah. cover designer and I've got it and he wrote back and said what are you talking about? You're not writing to committee. Mm. He said, you don't need all these people. This is about mm-hmm. getting your work out there, which was totally different and a different, complete mindset shift from everything yeah. I've been told, mm-hmm. which was you must have your editor and then you mm-hmm. must have your copy editor and you must do this and you must mm-hmm. do that. Uh, and he said, look, he said, I can I can launch a book for a one, $1. Really? Wow. Which is the image I buy. He's that's what he said. He said for an image that I can buy um for my cover and then I can launch that book. Right. Right. So um so that was like phew. That was it just cleared the head, cleared mm-hmm. my head up. So it just mm-hmm. went, okay, I can sit down and I can write. Mm-hmm. And then I need worry about the other the other things too much. Um, and then as I get a little bit of money, I can put it away for savings. And then I can buy my book covers, which I have mm-hmm. done now. And I have enough that every three months I can pay my copy editor, who's a friend and who I've done a deal with. Mm-hmm. And, and I bought myself a grammar book so I could actually try and clean up my grammar because it was hopeless. Yes, mine is too. In fact, I just had to make a post. I made a post on TikTok today. And then on Instagram, and then I just had to put in the comments, 
Yes, now I see that grammar mistake. It's sort of my brand. Sorry. <laughs> Thank God for a good editor. I mean, that is so sad. So stinking sad. So yeah, what right, book did you get? I might need it. So yeah. uh, grammar for dummies. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I still, I still don't understand it particularly, and uh, but I do now run everything through Pro Writing Aid, which I had already got, and so mm-hmm. in fact I've just been doing that today. And that does that certainly picks up quite a quite a bit of stuff. And yeah. so yeah, with my copy editor, I did a deal. If I learned some of the basic rules, which I kept getting wrong time and time again, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, then she would do it for, for for a lower amount. And also she 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 likes the books, she reads them, and she's yeah. she's good enough now that if there's a, a major plot point, she'll pick it up and she'll say this isn't right. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's just fantastic. Great when you get yeah. to the point yeah. where you your editors are looking forward to your books because yes. they want to read them. That's that, that to me says you've got a really good match, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is really interesting. I mean, the, there are different schools of thought in like how much time you should take in preparing and publishing. Right. And there, I think for certain personality types like mine, I can get so bogged down in, the details and the research and stuff that I don't make progress. And sometimes it's good to have somebody come along and kind of give you a little shove and keep you going. <laughs> so that is good. So how many, so are you doing the uh, book every two months this year for 2021 or is it on a different calendar or how is that working? It just works. And when you decide to do it. So okay. I did it for, I started uh, just after I had COVID, which was really sensible, wasn't it? But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, life shift. Uh, so I started in, end of April, and and I wrote I wrote the fifth book in my series, which I then launched in August. I've written the sixth book in the series, which launches in November. So that's that's mm. that series sort of put away and done. Mm. And now what I'm doing actually is I'm writing the new series. So it's taken a little bit longer because it's been summer holidays. The kids have been home. It's been a bit chaotic. And I, because you've got new, because I'm doing a new series, it's taken quite a long time to get my characters right. Yes. And I keep changing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm writing a reader magnet as my first book. And and I'm finding that quite useful because I can make the changes. And I know that if I do make mistakes and later I want to go back and make mm-hmm. some changes, mm-hmm. I can do because it's only going to be for my mailing list. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the advantage to doing it that way. Yeah. We kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, about mindset shifts. Is there anything else that you've had to kind of change the way you think? Um, any big um, mindset shifts you've had over like this time you've been writing? Well, I suppose uh, so. We've got the the sort of the whole money side of it, um, and the sales and, and income side, uh, and then also I kept saying it's all right. It's not. It's not short term. This is a long term thing. But actually, when you put a book out there, you don't think like that because you want oh. sales now. <laughs> you want to get on with it, um, and so I've really had to think. Do you know what this this really is a long term thing? What what am I looking for? And what right. I'm looking for is my husband Lee will have to leave the army in eight years time mm-hmm. and I'm sure he'll get another job or, or, or something but I that's my aim is to have a full-time income uh, or living in wage by mm-hmm. by in for eight years so that actually in in you know indie author terms that's a lifetime yeah yeah <laughs> that's like that's, eons <laughs> it is it is really that's that's great though yeah uh, so so it's not easy to think that, but that that is what I've had to do because because it has been quite short and I've got here quite quickly, um, and it's difficult because as I, I've been you know I've been going back I've been editing that first book and I've seen how many mistakes I've made. Mm. But if I hadn't put that book out there and I hadn't read the next book and the next book, I would have known about those mistakes that I made. Right. So I right. sort of had to put that out and do it and move on on the journey to realize how far I got and what I needed to go back and do, if that, that makes sense. I, I makes, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's so smart. And I wish I had more of that attitude because I do get caught up in the, it needs to be perfect. It needs to be, you know, which I know I can't make it perfect. So then I have to go through all these machinations to get it perfect. So, yeah, I think that's really but great. Look, you, know, you launched a book and it was mega successful, your first book. So, you know, you got a lot right. Right. Well, I, I did get a lot right, but that's because I had really good people around me that really helped me do that. So, um, but it's funny because recently I've been thinking about the things I wish I'd known 
And there are a couple of things that I'm like, man, I really did not do that well. Like that really was not a, that was kind of a flop, but because of momentum and some other things going on with the other books, it turned out okay. You know, so I think that, that you're right. Just getting those books out there and making sure, you know, it's just, you're just building something you're building something and that's what's really important to think about the long-term thing so tell us about how like your books are set in Africa and they're slightly different from the cozy market so what are the things you've run into that you think um, kind of have been a problem or things that you think have helped you because of that I suppose to start with it's what I knew and it was something different that I could write about. So it right. helped me get started. Certainly. Right. Um, yeah. Because I, I had a passion. I think I was probably feeling a bit homesick, you know, yeah. sitting, you know, in the UK in, in January <laughs> and thinking, mm, it's a bit foggy and it's raining here and, and I could be in Africa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's funny. So, oh, I wonder what people are doing there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also it's just such a different way of life. They, they, they're not right. materialistic. You know, right. the people there, they think about the day to day, they enjoy the beauty of the surroundings. They enjoy yeah. the small things in life. So that I that's thought great. that's a really good thing right. to, to, to write about and, and bring up. And so I have got some absolutely fantastic um, readers. I've got sort of my sort of uh, my, 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 reader, my um, advanced reader group who, who I sort of look at as my, my aunties. they actually all know far more about it than I do uh, and they're brilliant at giving me advice as well as support that's fantastic Um, yeah so they're fantastic they are fantastic but my so but my readers tend to be those who who have or who know something of Africa. So mm-hmm. I suppose it, it limits the market. I think mm-hmm. for readers in the UK, they're possibly more likely to go and read about things further afield. But I think for America, I think, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm probably been overgeneralizing massively, but I think a lot of people, it, it's it's not necessarily of interest to them. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Although I've yeah. had readers who picked them up and said, I would never have thought of doing this. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's like the... This interesting thing about cozies is that they do they they really can give you a window into a world mm-hmm. that you don't know anything about and a lot of readers are like yes take me there let me see I want to see what it's like to live in Africa or to work mm-hmm. at this job that I've never heard of but then at the same time it's also a limiting factor because that it's it it can but I've experienced the same thing with my travel cozies that they just don't do as well as like a typical I guess what you'd say you know in air quotes cozy set in a small town in the U.S. Mm-hmm. so there are there's a group of people that are like yes let me read about these different mm-hmm. places and then other people are just not interested in it. so yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you might set a whole new um, genre going though with those books eventually because <laughs> yeah. let's do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know I think people are, I, I've enjoyed reading mysteries cozies and thrillers but I don't really want to read thrillers anymore because mm-hmm. just the way where I am stage my life the way yeah. the world is but I liked your international books because they're much more they were faster paced and more action and I, yes. and I think that's I think that's a really good but it is a different level but I really liked that as um, yeah. those, those books I thought they, well, they, I think y'all should be using this whole window into another world in your marketing like you should be inviting people into these other places with your marketing that's what I think I think that's what and I think that's a really interesting point and that and coming on this podcast has really made me think about other podcasts because I think what I need to do is to go and find those people because they're not necessarily going to be sitting on Amazon scrolling through books. No, no, no. So, you know, it's, it's what, what, what blog posts, what blog posts do I need to do? What podcasts? And it's probably travel writing. Mm-hmm. Travel, mm-hmm. travel yeah. blogs. Yeah. So, you can find a podcast that focuses either on Africa or travel, then you're going to have those people who are very interested in that. So right. that's very smart. Right. That's going to yeah. be a really yeah. smart move. Yep. Hey, I haven't done it yet. I've or at least worth trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and for the blogs, I mean, I have written a couple of people have come and said, we're, we're travel writers. We've seen your books. We're interested. Oh, that's uh, great. I think, 
the one thing I found is I have some fantastic photos because I'm not a good photographer, but by sheer volume uh, of yeah. the photographs I have of animals, I can give them a giraffe and a, and yeah. a tiger, yeah. and a, a tiger. Yeah. they don't live in Africa, and, and you know, <laughs> and, a, and a, a leopard or something hiding yes. in trees or something. So I've yeah. got those images which really help bring it to life. But that's yeah. <laughs> but I know I, I, it hasn't worked yet. I haven't got it totally there, but it is making me think and mm. think slightly outside the box. It's not going to be for me purely Facebook ads, Amazon right. ads. Right. Ads. You know, I something need, that you might look into is, is um, Pinterest. especially. Mm. Ah, yes. Because I listened to a podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. It was the Spa Girls and they had, I can't remember the name of the guest right now, but she was talking about Pinterest and how she helps authors on Pinterest. And she said, you know, because Pinterest is a search engine, she yeah. writes a blog post, creates beautiful pen. And then later she creates another beautiful pen and pins to that same. And so it's like, it, she does evergreen content. And so like, if you write, wrote an article about, you know, Kenya and had a, a pen, you could pen and then you could, you know, mention your books in there. That might be something that you could give it a try along mm -hmm. with the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember that now because I was amazed because she wasn't necessarily creating boards. She was creating yeah. pins and then she kept repinning them. She mm -hmm. had something yeah. where it was just repinning. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm so, still trying so, yeah. to figure out all the details of how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not on Pinterest, so I don't even understand it. I was asking my daughter who does some work, PA work for me. I'm like, you you know Pinterest, right? Can we start looking at Pinterest? And you know, and she's like, "Well, you got to tell me what I'm looking for." And I'm like, "Okay." So that now that's my job. But yeah, I think it's a great idea for what you're doing for sure. Yeah, and it's I think, I think Pinterest actually suits me better because it's more it is like longer term search mm -hmm, content. Where mm -hmm. I just I can't, I can't you know Instagram. I just keep forgetting to do it because I go off on something else and mm -hmm. I forget. To come. I'm just not regular on Facebook posts and mm -hmm. Instagram to, to do yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas, well, I think Pinterest you can put and and, and like that lady on the Spa Girl said, you can just you know you put it on an automation um, sequence where it just keeps repinning. Right, and so I in my mind I thought you create one pin and then you're mm -hmm. done. Yeah, but apparently not. So yeah, I'll find out <laughs> <Yeah>. the details. <laughs> yeah, I thought you created boards, which for each book had boards, and so people went and visited your boards and they mm -hmm. saw it. But I think what she was saying is that those boards aren't relevant anymore. It, it is individual pins which come up mm -hmm. in the search engines and pins like those, and that's why it's the as you say, it's the pin which is probably more important now than, than right. the right. Yeah, because how many times have you? I do a search for something. And half the results are Pinterest pins, you know. So obviously, if you can get all your terms right, it could be really good. So, right. So there's something for all of us to go look into <laughs> when, you're done here. when we get time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, and well, I think that's that's the other thing I've learned though is it is it's prioritizing and it's not running after every shiny ball, which which I, I was doing at one stage. And, and yeah. by doing this writing challenge that I'm doing, it is every morning get up and write. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm doing a fitness challenge. So my mornings, <laughs> now are, my mornings now are write, run or swim and write. And I'm finished by about sort of two o'clock. But that's great because by sort of two o'clock, that is what I've achieved. And anything else I do is a bonus. Mm. Right. And that's yeah. two very good things to focus on. Yes. You know? I mean, because if you have your writing but no health, that's not good. <laughs> no, nope. so it's not good. Yeah. yeah. And then you need the book. So you need the content. So, yeah, yeah. it sounds like yeah. you're doing great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I've still got lots to learn and it's all great talking about it, but it's actually doing it and seeing the results. And I've still got a lot, long way to go on all of that. But you're on the right track and you're doing all the right things. I mean, there are best practices. And then, and then there are things like the Dean, because there are some people that would say the Dean Wesley Smith thing is outside the realm of best practices, but that's for them. That's not for other people. And so you're, you're doing both things you're doing best practices and you're trying something outside the box I think and and that will give you more books and more products and more more things to give to people and I think that's great I think you're yeah I think you're on the right track for sure 
Uh, and then it's listening. As you've always said, Jamie, if someone asks you advice, then then you want that person to go and do it. And, and, you, and you guys were really good. I mean, I asked you some things to start with. And um, Sarah told me about a blog tour. So, I, you know, yeah. and I've done that. It's been brilliant. And, and Jamie, you, you were the one who was saying about going to your list. And then you told me about the Goodreads um, um, promotions, which I did for my first book, and I went yeah. and did that. Um, and 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 it is, it's trying new things, and and you know that I don't know whether that worked for me or not. I can't quite afford to do it at the moment, but yeah. you know, you you try the different things, and then you just have to look. You know, as you're talking before with the books, you know, okay, so this book isn't totally on genre. What? Why isn't it? So then look and say, okay, so my next book is not going to be in Africa. It's right. I don't know anything about the US. It's going to be in in the UK, set in a small right. village in the Cotswolds. And and I perfect. There are readers yeah. waiting for that book. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. That'll, that'll go well. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll see. It's been so great talking to you. And we just do you have like something that would just kind of sum up? Is there like what would be the best thing that you've done to set yourself up for success? Do you think? Oh, that's an, an interesting question. When you look at out of your, um, it's to I think it's to learn, listen, and adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, because wherever you are in the journey there's always another step to take and when things seem to be down there's always there's always an up and there's a way to go um, you just need to need to look around and, and see see what that is and if you if you really stuck join join a community because there's some yeah. great communities out there and people who can buoy you up and, and help you along even if you're like me and you're in a location where you can't physically meet people mm-hmm. we're, we're all used to whatsapp skyping zoom now so yeah. Yeah, you can still meet up with people. That's great. That's great. Well, thanks for being here. Tell people where they can find you and your books and your blog and all of that. Well, my books are at victoriatate.com. And mm-hmm. That's Tate, T-A-I-T. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm learning, I'm also trying to now uh, set up writing a, a nonfiction book and doing a blog about that, which is going to be, um, what have I just bought the, the domain name? Shoestring Publishing. So I'm going to start by by trying to take everything that I've learned, discussed with you um, and on all the notes that I have and put them into blog posts, which I can put on the site and then eventually maybe do, a, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully do a, a nonfiction book. Because mm-hmm. I was listening to your money lady on a recent podcast. Mm-hmm. And she, right. she was saying, you know, this is when you need to do it, when, you know, you need to get those different streams of incomes and see her. Yeah. And, and um, so and it's income and it's helping people because you've helped me so I can help the next person on the journey. That's how I feel. Yep, exactly. That's awesome. That's so great. We appreciate it. So where else can they find you? Any place? Uh, maybe Pinterest when I get there, to be honest. When you get, yeah. <laughs> my website is the main thing. I'd like to say go go on the other um you know social media but I, i'm just not there regularly right. right. at the moment it's just not my priority that's great well, that's that totally, totally fine, fine. yeah and i totally understand <laughs> that too <laughs> so we will have all those links in the show notes and those will be at wish i'd known then podcast.com and thanks to alexa larberg for editing and producing the podcast and we'll see y'all next week thanks for listening bye, bye. thanks for listening to the wish i'd known then podcast We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.